0: up y'all you are tuned in to the listen up podcast i'm your host jess and it's time for you to listen up to what god has called you to do let's get it hey y'all welcome back to the listen up with Jess podcast i'm so excited that you press play on this episode i told you guys we were doing something special for september so yes i'm back with another episode um Where I'm going to try to put more content out this month because I'm celebrating my birthday and I just feel like giving back, you know, (laughs) so, um, yeah, we're going to get right into the episode. Um, I don't have a listen up spotlight. Um, I kind of just want to get right into this because we do have a lot to unpack. Right. So. Um, I told you for this month, I really want to focus on what does it mean to really show up? um, How can we show up healthy in relationships and how are we becoming the best versions of ourselves? And so a lot of that is really as individuals right now, we are, you know, we have this time to really just do some self-work, self-healing and whatever capacity that looks like for you. Um, So. You know, last episode, we talked about um, episode 19, get in your feelings. And if you have not listened to that episode, stop what you're doing and go listen to get in your feelings. So then you could be, you know, on the right path for this episode and be prepared for what we about to dig into here. Because I do believe it is a full like circle where you process, you now learn, and then you have to unlearn and you have to relearn and you just have to. Go through the motions, okay. This is a um ever evolving like journey that you're gonna have to go through, right? Just so that you continue to um, push yourself to becoming um, healthy and staying healthy, okay? So, you know. Don't get thrown off by the title Getting Your Feelings. It's not a sappy podcast, right, Uh, episode. But it is a podcast just to have a safe space where you can feel your feelings and know that it's okay um, and to accept those feelings and to process them. And um, it's crazy because... The last that last episode, uh, my god sister, she was like, thanks. I feel like I just walked out of therapy, though. <laughs> I was like, well, uh, then my job is done. OK, because let me tell you, these these episodes be so therapeutic for me. So, you know, I pray before I record and I really ask God that, you know, um, you know, he allows me to speak on what I have been going through and the things that I've been having to acknowledge and address and and uh, do the work and become free in, and you know, my prayer is that somebody else is also uh, touched by that and feel encouraged by it. So. If you are enjoying these episodes, please do me a favor and um, write a review on the Apple Podcast app. You can go and you can also do the ratings. Give me a five star, four star. Don't give me no three or two because I don't need that energy, okay? But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that helps me out with my uh, listeners and the following people subscribing to the podcast, okay? So we're going to get into the learning and unlearning, child, okay? Because there's so many things that we have to learn about ourselves and so many things we need to unlearn, okay? That toxicness, baby, you know? I came across. This uh, podcast, I mean, not this podcast, Pinterest, um, a Pinterest quote. And it said, sometimes you have to unlearn to learn. Um, and that was just so like fitting. Um, and, you know, basically that's going to be the 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 meat of this uh, episode where we're talking about the importance of learning ourselves, discovering who we are wholeheartedly, authentically, and um, with self-compassion and then also um, moving towards some of the things that may not be so healthy that we may need to unlearn some of the things that we grew up with that you know was not always healthy that we need to unlearn so that we can be the best versions of ourselves so you know this episode really is we're just going to I'm going to kind of just share some tools, (laughs) right, some tools and things that I have been doing to learn Jess, the totality of Jess and all of her awesomeness and uniqueness. Yes, I speak in third person because I'm just that dope. okay? but yeah, (laughs) Um, and I want you guys to do the same. Like, I think it's so important that we really learn, you know, why, you know, why do we do that? Where does that come from? You know, um, and embrace our our personality, our uniqueness. But then also look at some of the things, our weaknesses, some of the things that may not be so healthy and um, may not be as uh, uh, contributing to what we're wanting to become and look at that and be like, OK. I do that, but I know that hmm, maybe just because I've been doing that for 20 years, that's not like the right way to go about it. Yeah. So um, the first thing I'm going to talk about is just really learning, taking time to learn your personality. OK, so recently, y'all, I have been on I've been big like my my close like village like they know I have been big on personality tests and um just learning ourselves through personality tests. I think it's so cool because majority of the ones that I'm gonna share with you today, I'm only gonna share with you two really, but the ones that oh no, I'm gonna show you Share three um, that I'm going to share are so they're accurate. They're like, oh, my gosh, like, it's scary. It's kind of scary. Once you take a personality test and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, that really is me. That's freaking crazy. And then you start to feel like, oh, well, I'm not weird. Oh, other people are like me oh, that's why I do the things that I do or the way that I am or the feels. I have the feelings that I have because of this is my personality. And so it's deeper than just being an extrovert and introvert, too. So like we're, I'm going to talk about first thing, I guess I'll talk about the first one is the 16 personality types. That's most of your that's the most popular um, personality tests that you can take. And I am going to drop the links for free tests, um, for the, uh, different tools and the tests that I talk about, about learning ourselves, right? So it's called 16 personalities, uh, tests or quiz. I think you can look, Google it. Um, but like I said, I'll drop the link in the show notes, but yeah, that right there, man. So that's the one where you learn your, um, So, you learn your basically like you can tell, like if you're an introvert or extrovert, but it's deeper than that. So, for the 16 personalities, um, for me, I am an ESFPT, okay? Also known as the AKA entertainer, okay? (laughs) And so, when I started reading up, y'all, on the entertainer, like, and this is for like my close friends friends that may know me some people don't know me but you can already catch vibes like even if you haven't like you don't know me that close but just even off of like one interaction with me or even on social media because i mean my personality is it stays the same pretty much <laughs> through uh, social media too so um when i started reading it was saying like um i'm selfish i'm impatient and i'm a little insecure I'm always looking to have a fun time and looking for the bright side of things. And then there, there's, there's a quote, okay? So with the 16 personalities, I mean, it's awesome where it breaks down to your strength and weaknesses. It breaks down how do you um, show up in work and like what's your work, um, your work style? How are you in relationships romantically? How are you in uh, how you show up in um in friendships and so it it just breaks down how how would you be as a parent I don't even have kids yet but I'm just like oh my gosh like just reading it, it's just so interesting so I really encourage you guys to learn and you know do the 16 personalities but there's this quote that um I got from the yeah 16 personalities uh, quiz after I found out that I am the entertainer and so it also like has celebrities and different famous people that have, um that I I don't know if they've taken the quiz or they just know that that celebrity is that specific like personality type. So my this quote was saying, "I'm out of control. I'm out of control and at times hard to handle, but if you can't handle me at my worst, then you surely don't deserve me at my best." And that was uh quote from the famous Marilyn Monroe so she's a like she's the same personality type entertainer as well uh I think Elton John was one it was like really all the entertainers too that have like these massive like personalities and I was just like man this is so real because you know for me I'm growing up I've always been um like I remember like in eighth sixth grade sixth eighth grade I always got most talkative like you know those awards where you get um Uh, where, you know, you either get most talkative or likely to succeed or, you know, best stress and all that. I was always getting most talkative. talkative. Um, I was pretty popular. I had a lot of friends um, or I just knew a lot of people. Like I would, everyone knew me. So, you know, I have a very extroverted, outgoing personality, right? And so uh, I never really liked to be like quiet into myself I get energy from people and so with the ESFPT you really each um, letter kind of like breaks down to specific um, uh, types for you and so I would definitely suggest like it's really accurate the more I kept reading about myself I'm like Oh my gosh, like, yep, that is definitely me. And I mean, you're going to learn the ugly truth, okay? Because there were some things, man, the entertainer, (laughs) one of the funniest things, it's not funny, but it's just like, dang. And this is, it was just a hard reality. It was saying how like, as my personality type, as an entertainer, I really struggle with commitment. And I was like, um, I mean, and I'm like, yeah, I do. And I'm not I'm not even just talking about commitment and relationships. I'm kind of even talking about just being disciplined and committed in like my daily life, right? So I get bored easily. And that's one thing the entertainer and I'm also gonna talk about my Enneagram type um, get, I hate being bored. Like, and I remember being in high school and, and, in middle school, but mainly high school was just like, you know, um, I just didn't like it being quiet or bored. Like I always wanted to be, I was like, I was the one that was like, what's the move? What's the move? Like I was always thirsty for a move. Like every Saturday night, like, I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's get it. Let's, let's go somewhere. You know, um, I didn't really like being still. I wanted to, And I felt like by being busy and having a move that made it like seem like I had worth or like value, like I was, it was weird how I was connecting the two as if like, oh, if I didn't do anything, I'm worthless, I'm boring, like nobody likes me. I mean, it was just extreme. But I think now that I'm looking back, I'm like, man, why was I always so thirsty for a move? So you got to think I always do that with my friendships. And then also like romantic relationships, like I used to really brag about like how Oh, so bad. I really used to brag, though, about, um, yeah, he's boring, like, on to the next. Like, you know, um, I did not. And I kind of talked about that in the last episode, how I, like, didn't really want to process feelings and things like that. So, like, my attention span is very short to where it was just like, okay, you're not exciting me anymore. There's no more adventure. Um, I don't really like the same routine type thing. So, Gotta have another friend on the doubts <laughs> on my on my speed doubts, <laughs> type thing, and it was just weird how like I re- really brag about that. I'm like I'm bored with him or I'm bored. Like I wanted something else and ah. Things to Unlearn. And we're going to talk about that because I'm going to tell you, that is not healthy. okay? (laughs) Um, you know, and so when I I was reading that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I really it's not that I don't like to be in a committed relationship or committed to certain things. It's that um, I haven't really cultivated the self-discipline and um, to be able to stay committed to something, you know, and so. You know, the more that I'm learning about my personality type and then I'm looking at like, okay, Jessica, what is your goal? What is your vision? Like, what are some things that you want? Like at the end of the day, I mean, one day I do want to be married. Right. And then I want to um, also have kids, too. So like when you're doing that, it's like um, and even even like. Not even just that, I'm thinking about like, you know, ministry rise, like and where, where God has me and where he wants me to go. Like I have to cultivate some type of self-discipline. So I'm able to learn more about my personality by taking this personality test, but then also now doing a deep dive into some of the things that I may need to unlearn and not just say, well, that's just who I am. Because I think I think we get. um caught up in you're gonna learn some things and there are some great things about me that I've learned and I know there's gonna be some awesome amazing things about you that you learn about yourself and you're like man like this is the what you know a strength that I need to keep on forever and you know but there are some things that were like this is not just to justify your toxic behavior or justify the unhealthy things about you just because oh somebody was able to point it out and that's because of you know your personality type nope we still have a level of, level of responsibility to unlearn some of those things and to push forward and to um, uh, relearning, relearning the healthier traits and not using it as an excuse if that makes sense. So I also want to talk about the Enneagram type. So this is kind of like fairly new. Like the sixteen personalities quiz is bit out, but there's an Enneagram quiz okay i'm encouraging you guys i'm gonna put it in the show notes but the enneagram quiz is a powerful tool for personal and collective transformation um information about yourself okay so each enneagram type has different pattern of thinking feeling acting from a deeper inner inner motivation or world views world view. so Ultimately, I feel like the Enneagrams can really help us create healthier relationships and it can provide us different tools on how to work through conflict or um, within our friendships and relationships and things like that. So once you learn your Enneagram type, you're able to learn, okay, this is how a type one would show up um, in relationships and how they what is. How how does a type one feel about, um, you know, um, finances or about relationships or how do they feel valued or loved Like there's just different resources that you can use. And so once you learn your Enneagram type, I suggest you to also then go on social media. You can look it up. But social media, Instagram has. I mean, there's so many Instagram pages that you can look up that are some awesome ones. I may even uh, drop some of my favorite ones in the notes, too, of the ones that I follow, because I'm like, oh, my gosh, like this Instagram is really reading me to the T. So for the Instagram type, I am a type seven. Um, so type 7 is the enthusiast. I think that's mine. Yeah, I'm the enthusiast. And so there's seven types. There's a type 1 who is a perfectionist. There's a type 2 who's the giver. The type 3 the achiever, type 4 individualist, type 5 the investigator, type 6 the skeptic, type 8 is the challenger and then type nine is a peacemaker man when you are able to really take this quiz like yo do me a favor like if you got my like instagram or even if you got my number Take your quiz and give me your results because like I have been so big on like learning people's personality type and studying it just so because I also think this is so important for us to not only not only for ourselves to for us to become the best version of ourselves and do the self work, but for us to be better friends to um, our close our, to our friends and family and and to either your spouse or to your um, partner who in relationship with you want to learn them you want to know okay how do they how do they receive communication how do they receive you know what's it's not even just about like you know the whole love languages like i believe love love languages are important and you learn them but then also you got to know them as an individual too like okay not every love language speaks the same you know and so you want to really learn this person um so that you can learn how uh to you know be of uh, a, a good friend support them what support looks like to them because support looks different for everybody and so um the more you learn about yourselves and the more that you learn about your village and your group of friends like i feel like you all become healthier you all start winning in relationships and i think that is you know the key and so like i have been just fortunate to really start doing some deep diving into my Instagram. and like y'all like this thing was so accurate it was saying that how um sevens Want to have as much fun and adventure as possible, and we are easily bored. I was like, bruh, read me. Um, Sevens consistently seek pleasurable options. Um, They're optimistic, typically avoid pain, and be uncommitted and (laughs) self-serving. I was like, oh my gosh. Very active and energetic, but don't like limits and avoids boredom. I was like, oh, my goodness, man, like if this is not like so accurate for me, like this is reading me to the T because, you know, I talked about I was like, man, why am I struggling with processing feelings? And I know where You know, from therapy, thank God I've been able, so fortunate to go into therapy where I know where that wound comes from. But to even just to still do a deeper dive outside of therapy and then start researching and learning more about just my personality type. It's like, oh, wow, like, you know, I do avoid pain. Like, I don't like um, you know difficult conversations and i just want to have fun if we can always have fun but i know that's not real life like there's going to be situations there're going to be circumstances that come your way that are going to hit us hard because guess what we're not pro- we're not promised this just easy road as christians no god will allow pain he will allow um you know some hurt he will allow some things to happen that really shift us and allow us to you know be still and you know be able to process some of the things that we just have no control over and so I think it's learning how we respond to it right and so um what I also learned is that because I have the personality where I struggle with you know, wanting to sit in my feelings, I struggle with. Uh, I struggle and and try to avoid the pain. You know, I don't take that as an excuse. I look at that. And I'm like, okay, you know, I start praying. Like God, how can I be more intentional about you know wanting to be around people that also um, want to that have that feel good about. Another feel good, I would say that are safe to be around and expressing and feeling my feelings. Right. And not just saying because I don't like to, because I know I don't like to, but I know why. And it's because I never really felt safe growing up to be emotional and to feel um, that type of emotion. And so, you know, um, learning my anagram really pushed me into like you know, learning how can, how as a seven, what are my strengths and how can I use those as assets to really like, you know, be um, healthy with the friends that I have and my family and use that to the best of my ability, but then also look at some of those weaknesses and, and, and look at them to start, you know, all right, just like, I need to practice this more and not just allow it to be something that I'm just saying, oh, that's just the way I'm at, you know? And so, um, yeah, once you learn your Enneagram style, like, again, I think this is going to be the time where we start learning and then we unlearn some of those healthy, I mean, we unlearn some of those toxic and unhealthy habits about ourselves. So then there's another one, another quiz <laughs> that... um i recently came upon is the attachment uh styles quiz okay so i think um recently i was listening to a sermon series with pastor michael kelly uh where he's a pastor senior pastor of mount rubido sda if you guys want to look him up he just did a series uh it's called i think maybe the royal family and it was basically on you know um Re- marriage, dating, relationships, and uh, I don't know if you talked about parenting. I can't remember, but it was really good, yo, like really good. Um, how do we, you know, show up healthy in relationships, you know, really learning? um, creating a vision and purpose, uh, when it comes to relationships and I'll kind of dig deeper into, um, a next episode, not next one, but one of the episodes this month about that and what that looks like. But he is the one that, um, introduced me to attachment styles quiz and like learning what your attachment style. Um, so there's different attachment styles that you can have. Um, off the top of my head, I think it's, The, um, I think you have the dismissive avoidant, you have fearful avoidant, you have secure, um, and there's different ones. I think, and then different ways that you handle conflict, like volatile, validate, um, and then like avoidance. So, I learned after taking the attachment style quiz, and I will also drop that, that um, this attachment style also helps you to better understand yourself and how you manage conflict and respond to conflict in relationships. Yo, like... When I tell you a lot of our, the a lot of the self-work is how do we, when we, when I, when I'm talking about becoming healthy, becoming whole, you know, becoming confident, cultivating self-love, you know, it, you can measure that based off your response. How are you responding in times of adversity and conflict and things that are coming? Like, I'm telling you, my therapist always tells me, cause like, she's like, Jessica, you're just doing such a good job. Like, and I beat myself up, like, man, Am I really cuz I don't I don't see no progress And, you know, she, you know, she told me, she was like, it's in your response. And I'm telling you, God has been testing me lately. He has tested me in this season with my family, with my friends. (laughs) Yes, he has in my relationships. And I'm telling you, I've seen myself grow because of my response and how, you know, I used to be the one to really take things so personal Um, and uh, my My best friend Alexis had the book called The Four Agreements, and I have not finished it, but I've heard really great things about it. But I just remember that first, I don't know if it's the first one, um, I think it is the first one, it's saying don't take things personal. (laughs) And I'm like, I read like the first two or three uh, pages of that book, and I'm like, yo, that is for me because... I really struggled with just taking everything personal and I was so defensive or I just didn't want to talk about it and I was shut down. And, you know, God has really just been revealing, you know, while I am a fearful avoidant um, because I struggle with vulnerability, I am a people pleaser. So it's like, oh, well, if I say something, I don't want to hurt their feelings. And let me tell you, y'all, like I used to be, So it's crazy because I feel like I really went from I went to two extremes. So and that's why the word balance is so important, y'all. Balance and self-compassion is so important. But balance is important when it comes to doing any type of self-work and healing and things that you you got to find a healthy balance. So what I used to do is like, man, when I was younger, High school, middle school, elementary, I used to always be like, I'm loud and I'm outspoken. I didn't even know what extrovert meant, but I knew I was an extrovert. But I used to be like, I just say what's on my mind. I mean what I say. I don't care if it hurts your feelings. I'm going to do me. And I really, I mean, it was two extremes because at that time I do, I was a bully too. So, I mean, and I'm sorry to anybody listening to this podcast, y'all, I done bullied you, Lord for Well, the Lord has forgiven me. I pray that you forgive me and I pray that we move forward. But anyways, all right. So, yeah, I was a bully. So... I mean, it would be to the point where I would say so many hurtful things so that I could feel better by myself. Or if, Lord, like, if you tried to come for me, oh, I was coming for you heavy because I'm like, I don't want my feelings hurt. So I have to hurt your feelings before you hurt mine. So because I didn't want to feel that emotion. And so um, it was just like two extremes where I was like too hard, too blunt, too honest. And then I made this shift. I don't know when this shift happened. I want to say maybe throughout college yeah it was definitely throughout college because I didn't I realized I was so toxic in high school through in middle school and in elementary like college I just really wanted to move into this new version of myself but I became way too compliant to the point where I was just like people pleasing out the wazoo yo like yes like I people please for everybody and I was just like Okay, I'll do that. I didn't use my voice. I feel like I lost my voice somewhere along through that transition between high school and college. And I mean, I people please and the people pleasing caused me to, you know, continue to fall into the traps of doing things I necessarily didn't want to do, you know. And so that led to a whole bunch of activities, you know, where in college it was like, yeah, I was having fun. You know, but at the end of the day, was it purposeful? Was it what was it doing for me? You know, was it, you know, allowed growing me to be the best version of myself? Nah, it wasn't. You know, and so I became where I was just too compliant and I lost my voice. I didn't want any type of animosity. I mean, now there were times where, you know, still if you get too rah-rah with me, like, look, <laughs> I mean, it's in my DNA. I got Chicago and Detroit in me. Like, mm you're not gonna just talk to me any kind of way, my the way it's in my DNA to kind of like pop off but I realized that at the, end of the day it's not healthy you don't have to pop off we can use we can use healthy communication styles and things like that and you know um I went from you know wanting to Throw hands on everybody, right? And then it was, like, from when I was younger and then I went to this transition. Of, oh, I just want to lay hands. I want to pray for you, you know? I don't, you know, but yet not standing up and speaking up and using my voice in a respectful way. Like, you know, I talk about respectfully challenged. I just lost all that. And so, man, like, me learning my uh, personality type, learning, you know, my Enneagram and then attachment style, it really has pushed me to start... um accepting some of those feelings you know not feeling like as a fearful avoidant like sometimes i mean it's not it's this is not a healthy attachment style i don't believe at all and i believe that by the grace of god yes you can move into different attachment styles you can start um especially attachment style like your personality that's like core like there's some of the uniqueness uniqueness of yourself the greatness um the the quirkiness about yourself that people truly love i i know that people love my bright personality my optimism my fun my uh adventurous spirit you know i have a big smile usually every time someone comes around and i can turn up a party or any situation (laughs) and my friends but i also know that um you know it is a time and place for everything. And there are times where it is okay to, you know, be still. It's okay to rest. It's okay to sit, sit present in your feelings and accept them and to process them. Um, And then it's also okay for your, for the, when it comes to my attachment style, it's okay for me to, you know, really uh, speak up when I don't, when I don't feel comfortable or when my feelings are hurt or when I need to, even question something like what I realized is that I used to make assumptions and I'm telling you like I mean I still kind of do because I'm like I don't be looking for facts I'm just assuming and one of the things that I'm unlearning is like stop assuming and ask questions and I used to be fearful of asking questions I'm like oh I don't want I don't know what questions to ask or I'm overthinking I'm like oh I don't want this person to think this about me or you know I don't want them to hurt I don't want to hurt their feelings if I ask them this question and it's like That's no way to live. It's no way to live to walk around eggshells with the people that you love. It's no way to live. If you are walking around eggshells with the people you love, man, you are in an unhealthy environment. And I, you gotta, you gotta do something. You gotta change it. You gotta change it. Um, And so I real, I'm realizing that, man, okay, so these are some things that I have to unlearn. And um. And rewire my mind, right, and heal some of the things that I thought that were just so, um, yeah. Heal some of the things that I thought that, uh, well, that's just the way I am. No, these are things that we can, we can start unpacking. And so, some of the things I want to mention to you guys on, like, uh, when it comes to unlearning, and maybe you guys have, you know, the same thing. But these are things that I have recently you know have recently brought to my attention like okay these are things that i need to practice unlearning so for me the first one i need to practice unlearning toxic fam family patterns so um uh like i told you on the first episode like there are like, our adulthood is really unpacking our childhood. Like, that's all it's about, right? And so when you want to show up healthy in um, relationships, show up healthy um, and as a whole and healthy person or whatever, there are some things that you had learned when you were younger uh, when it comes to communication, right? When it comes to receiving and affection and vulnerability, um, when it comes to finances y'all like there's some things we have learned that is not healthy like we didn't even learn about finance some of us learned oh we just gotta spend you know you know spend 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 you got the money spending now we learned how when it comes to finances like oh well if you got a credit card you know swipe it <laughs> you know we learned loans you can loan a card. like we we didn't learn some healthy things like and um man I love it that some of my friends have been um, doing financial peace with um, Dave Ramsey. Yes. And I actually took that class and I'm telling you, I got the book work and all that. And I think it's so important because there's so many things I I, I feel like I hadn't learned when it comes to just finances. So, you know, um, there are some toxic You know, family patterns that we learned that we're allowing to kind of like spill over into now our families because you are are, whether you're married or single, you know, um, as a you're becoming your own individual, you know, you have to start making decisions for yourself and what is for your future generation and your legacy to come. Right. So. You know, just because it was traditional in the way we did it doesn't mean it's always right. Um, so you know, when it comes to communication, like, um, you could have learned, uh, where, you know, communicating wasn't a thing. You, if you're just mad, you're mad. You shut down, or you, if you're mad, you lash out. You know, um, or you didn't know how to use your words in, um, a healthy and Tone, uh, healthy tone, and so I mean, there's so many things with communication that where we, well, if we saw how our mom and dad, or how our auntie and uncle, or how grandma and grandma used, granddad and grandma used to talk to each other, you know, we couldn't help it, and that's what we saw, and so you know, we're now having to unlearn that thing, you know, because you used to think like, oh, I thought that's just how you talk to people, and it's like, mm. No, no, no. That's not. It's not a healthy way to talk to people screaming and cussing and yelling and going off, you know, or not speaking up at all and silencing your voice. That is not healthy at all. Like, you know, if you are not happy about something or if you are um, upset about something, you have all right to voice that. Um, And um, whoever is your partner, your best friend, your cousin they need to be respectful of how you feel and how you voiced it um, and you guys, you know, communicate to come to a common ground or, you know, to talk that thing out. Uh, but I think a lot of us, especially, you know, the, if you know, if we were raised with how we are based off how we were raised, we respond in the same way that we saw it, you know, and now we're having to unlearn some of those toxic communication styles. Uh, where we brush things under the rug and, and we just um, suppress, suppress until we explode um, or we just, you know, uh, we hide our feelings and we just become silent and silent and compliant when we deep down are sad and hurting and and um, knowing that we have a voice, but we're scared to use it. And one of the things is I didn't once you learn, you know, hey. I need to be around people that are also going to be safe and healthy to be able to receive um, me speaking up when I'm not, you know, when my feelings are hurt or when I'm upset and not, you know, trying to manipulate you. Because a lot of times, too, with communication is like, you know, you could have been you could be you could have been communicating so long with someone unhealthy for so many years, like, you know, by you speaking up or by you sharing your feelings or trying to have a conversation, um, that person wasn't healthy enough to receive it and be mature to receive uh, what you were saying. And so they used it against you and try to manipulate you. And there's just so many things to unpack there. So I definitely say like unlearn toxic family patterns. Do not stay traditional uh, when it's toxic. Okay. (laughs) Um, and then another thing, I you know, we talked about last week. We talked about pretending that you're okay. Like unlearn that. Like if you're, it's okay that you're not okay. Like you know, saying that we talked about that speaking up. Um, so unlearning the unhealthy and effective communication skills. I would also say, um, one thing that I'm learning unlearning is on uh, unhealthy patterns that lead to the same result. Like. Uh, There's so many times where I would get upset because I'm like, oh, like, why keep getting the same guys? <laughs> you know, uh, there was one I was like and I, I realized I was never taking the time to really like I was not taking the time to really learn an individual. Like because and then I'm going back to my personality. I like it fast. Like, why are we slowing down? Like, let's like i don't like slow nothing like i don't have patience for that like it's that slow is like boring but what i'm learning yo that the slower decisions are the smarter decisions they're the safer they're the healthier decisions where you take your time and you learn someone and so like i realized when it comes when it came to dating you know and relationships like okay um so for me it was like and i'll just be honest uh Religion and relationship with God was so important, right? And I used to say, oh, he has to have just a relationship with God. Uh, I used to always say that. Uh, But I never got really specific when I came to a relationship with God. And the more that God was pushing me into purpose and pulling me out of my comfort zone, pushing me to do things in ministry and to like really just live the life uh, fully for God, live a life fully for God. I realized that. Being spiritual, quote unquote, this is what I'm saying, because I'm putting the quotes there is not enough for me Um, when it comes to a man um, when it comes to a man that I'm wanting to date or uh, and to be in a relationship with with because I know I know my specific calling and like the purpose that God has for me. So. I need somebody that's really going to complement that vision that I already have, right? And so I realized like, oh, you know, like one of the last guys that I dated, like really, <laughs> I mean, struggled with even coming to church, like and um doing coming to an event that I had. And I realized, oh, you know, I'm really big on um ministry. I was uh young adult ministry leader i do bible studies so you know i was very active in the church and i remember like it hurt my feelings that this guy that i was talking to and i was dating like didn't want to go to go to the church and to an event that i had let alone we were two different religions and i was never big on like the whole like oh he has to be adventist and da da. like i just wasn't i was just like oh if he has a heart for god you know <laughs> so funny i laugh at it now because i'm like Yo, you cannot continue to do unhealthy patterns that lead to the same like result. Like and, and expect a different result. And it just leads to the same result. You know, like I couldn't expect something different. And I really shouldn't have had the expectation thinking in that relationship or Was going to last or anything, knowing good and well. We didn't have the same vision. We didn't have the same um, goals. We didn't have shared goals when it comes to our relationship with Christ, when it comes to ministry. Like, I want somebody to be active in ministry with me that would be my role dog, be my supporter, be on the front row. I'd be on the front with them, cheering me on, supporting me, you know, in the background, in the front, wherever. Like, I need that person, you know, by my side. And so if I can't have, if you can't come even sit down and support me and come inside the church child, I already know that's not gonna work. And so there's some things that I had to unlearn and start being more intentional about what I'm pursuing, what are my goals and who am I trying to pursue and stop going for the same type of guy just because they look a certain way or because they said a, a couple of cute little lines like, and I don't know, at that stage in my life. You know, when I was dating that guy, I was very vulnerable and I was just, you know, really in need of companionship, I felt like. So I knew that that wasn't going to last long at all, but it was just funny to me because it was like, man, like I have to now now that like I'm, you know, wanting to be in a relationship, like really look at an individual um, at their totality of what their relationship with God looks like and see how their fruit aligns and to see if we really have those, um, shared goals. So, um, yeah, those are things, like I told you, like I'm trying to unlearn. Um, I would say, Ooh, this is one that is so good. I talked about, um, this is probably my last one. I'll talk about unlearning, um, i would say unlearning so unlearning stop trying to control other people's perceptions of you man like unlearn that stop trying to control like it's not possible people are always going to have something to say and because your girl is a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser I have used I'm telling you I talked about you know how you like walking around eggshells like you're always trying to like okay well you know I gotta look like this so they won't say that or I gotta or I got to say this so they won't um think this about me. And da-da-da. at the end of the day, let me tell you, <laughs> folks going to say what they going to say. I have no control of it. And I wish that we can really get free from the people bondage, man. If we could really, if I can get free from people bondage, let me tell you, unstoppable, period, unstoppable. Because there are so many times where I really have struggled with this thing. Like, oh, you know, I just don't want, you know, I don't want them to think this about me. Ciao. You know, I cannot control. I know there's people talking about me right now, hating on me right now, upset right now. And I have no idea. Because let's be honest, majority of your haters, you actually know them. They just talk about you behind your back. Okay? So, <laughs> I mean, you're not going to know anyway. So, stop trying to control that. Um, you know, let go of that. Like, let go of that. And one of the things that... um has really been helping me man. It's really been helping me lately is the, uh, boundary prayer. Um, and you know, it's a prayer, um, uh, Lord grant me the serenity to accept the things that, um, I cannot change and the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And, um, um, I think that is so important where we can just take time like whenever we find ourselves that anxiety starts coming because a lot of our anxiety all comes from what we are always like, Okay, what are they going to think about this or who is thinking who's saying this about me or I'm ashamed of this and I'm guilty of that. And we just put all this pressure on ourselves. And it's like, yo, like there's some things you're not going to be able to change. You're not going to be able to change what another person thinks about you. Like they have that right to think that about you. It is what it is. Whether it's true, whether it's not true, they have that full right. You cannot change that. But you do have some things that you can change. How you respond to criticism. How do you respond to, you know, people, you know, saying bad things about you or, you know, You're the way that you respond to the anxiety of that, like you cannot allow them to have power over you. You know what I'm saying? And and there there has to be a level of wisdom that we should be praying. And so uh, my desire is that you guys really pray that boundary prayer of, you know, um You know, asking God to give you, you know, that wisdom to know the difference of the things that you can change and the things that you cannot change. And you move forward in that and you move forward in freedom and power, because I believe that, you know, um, we will win in relationships and we will heal in relationships and heal as individuals when we can truly, you know, uh, be free from what other people are pressuring and wanting us to be and do and us just finding our voices, loving ourselves wholeheartedly, and and moving forward in that power of freedom. All right, so you know that's my spill uh for this episode um again my prayer and desire is that we're pushing forward to be the best versions of ourselves so um be on the lookout for another episode we're gonna still dive into this whole healthy relationships and what that looks like and um i pray that you guys are listening up and applying okay all right talk to y'all later